0: Well, hello
1: and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We want to welcome you, whether you're watching this online or listening to it, we're glad that you're here. The Ripple Effect podcast is our podcast for Timberlake Christian Church that gets you kind of behind the scenes of things that are going on. It gives you a special look at things that are coming up ahead, and we hope that it's been encouraging to you to hear different conversations from unique people that we spotlight each Week. We are so glad that you've joined us this week, and we pray that today will be encouraging for you. Every episode, I like to do a sponsor of the week, some silliness just to start us out just right. And this week's sponsor is the historian Josephus. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, may not know him, uh, but he is a historian. Um. What well, What years was he predominantly writing? He's about writing? the
2: time of Paul, a contemporary of the Apostle Paul.
1: Contemporary of the Apostle Paul, writing about lots of different people's history, but particularly writing about the Jewish people's history and what was going on during that time. And we are going to talk about Israel today. Uh, we have Walt Harper in the studio with us, and we're so glad that he's here. And also Mary has joined us today. So we've got a lot to get to, but let us start with a recap of Sunday. Mary, how was your Sunday? Did anything interesting Happen? Were there any kids that you threw out of the church building?
0: I threw no children out mm. of the church building. Excellent. They're excited because they're getting ready to serve breakfast on Easter. Mm. So they're plotting their decorations for the table and who's doing what, and so lots of excitement in the air for that.
1: That's good. Uh, Walt, you had just gotten back from Israel. We'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit, but uh, I, you, were you at church on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I arrived about 2 o'clock in the morning, made it to church on Sunday.
1: See, that's true commitment, people. You know what I mean? He got got home at like 2 in the morning and got up. Made, were you at second service? Yes. Second service. So he slept in a little bit, but little bit. got to, to church. That's good. Um, this past week, we finished our series on what is a disciple. We called it Covered in uh, the Dust. And we talked about how a disciple is someone who hears the call of Jesus and answers. Uh, someone who learns from Jesus, someone who takes on the ministry of Jesus, and someone who goes in the name of Jesus. Um, when you think about discipleship, Mary, uh, in the series that we've done, what's something that comes out? Lessons that you've learned, things you've thought about as we've talked about, because we've been talking for a while about what does discipleship mean? So for you, what's something you've learned?
0: I, I liked the um, comment that um, often you you are just living your life, but you're intentionally including other people. Mm. And as someone who lives alone, sometimes it's hard to remember to stop and ask somebody to go with me to the hospital or um, you know, be with me as I'm planning and mm. I just need to be a, a more intentional about including others.
1: Do you sometimes like that, being alone?
0: obviously it's like, you're,
1: it's like you kind of go back to your safe space and like okay i'm here yeah yeah
0: um i'm definitely an introvert wow so. that's good i like being with people they're just um, exhausting not energizing
1: absolutely absolutely people are exhausting <laughs> um well what about you, never you? do
0: what you want i <laughs> know uh,
1: well, what about you uh, i know you've listened um to every single one of my sermons and know <laughs> exactly what i'm saying exactly uh, when you think about discipleship, what's kind of something that comes to mind about something important or something you've learned over the years?
2: You know, it's, it's a little bit of what was just talked about. There's, a, there's an element of being really intentional in what you're doing in discipleship and trying to just share Jesus as you go. But there's this aspect of it that Mary just talked about. It's where we're at. It's what we're doing. It's with our neighbors. It's with our coworkers and um, being mindful of the opportunities that are right there in front of you Mm. is so very valuable.
1: That's good. So just remember when we think about, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, what it really looks like is I've answered the call of Jesus, I'm learning from him, I am taking on his ministry, which is helping people draw closer to him, wherever they are, helping them draw closer to him. And as I go, I'm being intentional with sharing The message of Jesus that God has given me with others so that's the metric that we want to use Uh, and here at church when we talk about reaching others that's really what we're talking about is how do we help others uh, grow in their relationship with Jesus so if you missed that sermon series you can go online at tlcc.church and you can catch up on that and I hope it's been encouraging you uh, encouraging for you and kind of shifts your mindset about what it means to be a follower of Jesus All right, the next segment we wanna jump into is TLCC top three. The top three things you need to know about coming into this week. And the first thing we wanna reiterate to you is the Easter schedule. Easter Sunday is two weeks away. Coming fast. It's crazy, Uh, two weeks away. And we wanna let you know about that schedule. So Mary, share a little bit about what's happening Easter Sunday.
0: So actually it starts a little bit before Easter because we have a Good Friday service that Friday, Mm. the seventh at 7 p.m. And it's designed for families to do together, to experience together. So join us for that. On Easter Sunday, it starts early at eight o'clock is our first service. There will be a full worship service. Then we're serving breakfast and the kids are so excited to do that. Um, at 9 15 between this the hours and then there's a second worship service at 10:45. so if you're trying to go to family you could come to the 8 o'clock service grab breakfast and then ho- head over to your family because we do use all of the classrooms um, adult and youth classrooms to eat in there's no Sunday school on that day, except for preschool and nursery.
1: Yep.
0: So those those age groups are provided. Everything else is designed to be in worship together in the auditorium.
1: Yeah, and I know sometimes we think about, uh, you know it's a bit of a hassle when everybody's together, but we, we have to have those Sundays where family is together. And uh, Easter is a great opportunity for family to be together, to worship together, and it's gonna be a good morning. Uh, also that Good Friday service has become one of my favorite services and remembering and, and, and feeling the weight of the death of Jesus. And we encourage you to join us. It's gonna be a, a great time where you can be with your family. And so uh, I'm excited for that. We also wanna let you know about uh, something that Brian mentioned this Sunday, which is um, coming up, or last Sunday, coming up this Sunday, we are gonna be doing some canvassing. And what that looks like is we have these uh, kind of door hangers, I don't know what you call them,
0: that's what they're called. A door
1: hanger that, that just has a hey, join us for Easter. We'd love to uh, see you for Easter. We'd love to canvas uh, all of Moberly and intentional invitations can really be powerful for people, especially if they don't have a place to go, and we need your help. So we need each person to canvas a part of their neighborhood and inviting other people to join us for Easter. These are things that you can just hang on people's door, and if, if there's someone there to talk to, you can talk with them. If not, just hanging it there and praying for them intentionally. Um, this isn't quite going door-to-door knocking. Have you done that? Have <laughs> I you, have done that. Have you done that? I have. Okay, because that can be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say fun, but I don't know if it's fun. It can <laughs> be interesting terrifying. to go knock on someone's door. Yeah. This is, is is definitely a little less than that, um, but it, it could be a great uh, opportunity for you to pray over your community um, and, and just engage in, in conversation with people that may be there. So that's going to happen this coming Sunday. You'll hear more about that from the stage. And then the final thing we wanna let you know about is a Shine Women's (coughs) Conference, which is coming up at uh, Central Christian College of the Bible. Mary, can you share a little bit about that?
0: Sure, that's gonna be on Thursday, April 13th. And it's for um, high school girls and women um, of all ages. There are workshops in the afternoon from two to six. So if you're free during the day, that's a great opportunity to go and learn with other women. If not, there is a banquet that starts at 6.30, so you're welcome to come out. And hear the speaker, and um, enjoy a great meal, and um, just enjoy worshiping together and being sisters in Christ together.
1: Yeah, it'll be a good uh, it'll be a good conference. They're bringing in a lady named Tina Wilson, um, and the cost is twenty five dollars for a general ticket, fifteen dollars for teenagers, um, and it's just a, a good event. So, there's your top three. Easter's coming up. We have some canvassing we want to do next week. And then we've got the Shine Women's Conference, which is happening April 13th. All right. So we blew through that because what we really really want to get to is talking to Mr. Walt Harper about his trip to Israel. Walt, you just got back from going over to the Holy Land. I did, And you were there for a week? Two weeks. You were there for over a week. Two weeks. Um, Give us—you've been there many times— each time, I imagine, is different. Give us the high and low. What, what was the best part of this trip? Was there a low to this trip? G- give us the high and low.
2: Yeah, there's a couple different reasons why I go to Israel. Uh, sometimes it's to dig and do archaeology. And other times it's to, to do a Bible land tour where we're going and seeing the sites. Uh, we're talking about the events, where they transpired, what happens in our Bible, what happens in the Gospels. Uh, what's, what's just unfolded in Scripture. We get to talk about them at those sites and this trip was the the second one this was a bible land tour it was very exciting because it was with central christian college of the bible right here in moberly but also johnson university in tennessee and Ozark christian college in joplin Mm -hmm. and so we had college students from all three of our colleges uh, along with some faculty and we went and uh just made a big loop we started on the uh, mediterranean uh with Caesarea Philippi where we see uh Paul uh facing some rulers there and Peter going there to Mount Carmel where Elijah faced the prophets of Baal we went to the Sea of Galilee where we did a boat ride and followed the footsteps of Jesus went way up north to Tel Dan where we see Jeroboam building a uh a a false altar instead of going to Jerusalem but then we did Jericho the Jordan River where we baptized some students in the Jordan Uh, Qumran, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, and then around Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and just all these extraordinary sites where we got to tour and learn together. Um, It was, the trip exceeded all expectations. We had a little bit of sickness, particularly at the end of our trip, that would be the only low. Um, It was just a wonderful, fantastic trip.
1: So uh, 12, 13-year-old little Walt Harper, if you would go back and tell him, like, you're going to go several times and tour Israel and all over and do digging and archaeology, like, what, did you even think that you'd be doing any of that?
2: You know, I always played in the dirt, but what little kid <laughs> doesn't. And I was always imagining some sort of great mystery or experience, sort of the Indiana Jones type thing. Yeah. But, Neither me nor maybe even any of my teachers would have thought that I would be going and doing something like this. I mean, I was always the greatest student, and but it's been a, just God's blessing to be able to go and do this and be part of taking other people as well. Yeah. It's extraordinary.
1: So tell us a little, just for a moment, um, how does it impact your faith going to these sites that you've read about for so long and standing on the shore of Galilee, standing, you know, uh, on the Via Della Rosa, standing in these places where Jesus has died. Like, what does it do for your faith actually going to these sites and being in that environment?
2: Yeah, I guess there's probably several layers to how I might answer that. Maybe the last one a little bit more surprising, but um, it it makes it a whole lot more real that this isn't um, just some sort of myth It's not something make-believe, but this happened in history. Mm. And uh, these are real events with real people in real places that, trans- that transpired, and that helps build my faith. The second element is how I read my Bible today. I, I can't read my Bible in the same way. I am transported back, not just in time, but uh, to Israel itself. And uh, I imagine... Um, the very stones that maybe somebody leaned against, or, or the path that they walked down, and um, the reactions of the of the people. When I when I read scripture, I, I have a new image and appreciation in in my mind. Uh, the third way is maybe a little bit more surprising: is uh, the work of God even cross culturally. Uh, This is very much a cross-cultural experience, and while there's people that practice their faith differently, Christianity differently, as well as certainly people that practice other religions, uh, when I go to some of these churches that are placed on holy sites and I see the way people are practicing their faith or encountering Jesus um, in very tangible ways of, hey, Jesus was crucified here. This is the empty tomb in some of those practices. Mm. I'm reminded of, of God's work in the church across the world. I'm reminded of Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17 that we'd be unified. Uh, those who follow his disciples would be unified. Mm. And I get to experience that a little bit as maybe I'm walking on the sermon on the uh, where Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount and I hear the Sermon on the Mount being read in six different languages right. just as I walk around the hill. Yeah. And that's really amazing as, as well
1: when you when you are answering questions do you always categorize things and tell us by threes it's a very preacher <laughs> <laughs> thing so, well i have three points and that. the fourth one's going to surprise me <laughs> <you. laughs> no, i love it i love it that's great um well i i i think it's so cool to be able to experience that and one of these days i'm going to go with you Hope so. And it's going to be awesome. But before I get to go, Mary get to go. gets to go. So uh, talk a little bit about the the feeling of realizing that the trip that had been planned got canceled because she twice had, twice and then now the the plans going on. What's what's us? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I'm very excited because I we have literally planned this twice and been canceled because of COVID or travel restrictions and things like that. And so um, both times it was devastating to do all this planning and reading and then realize that it just wasn't going to happen.
2: Mm.
0: And um, even though you know God has reasons and God has a plan, it's still so disappointing. So we, uh, Walt and I started talking a couple months ago about scheduling another trip for this um, December and into January over the school break between uh, semesters and um so just this week we finally got our completed brochure and Man. can actually say please come with us and Ooh. experience the holy land with walt and i and and uh so it we're gonna go th- uh, december 27th through january 7th i think is the correct dates
1: that's awesome
0: and we're going to some of those places that he talked about earlier and i can hardly wait that's gonna be cool. i I had an experience earlier this month where I went to see the Sight and Sound production of Esther. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. But one of those things that caught me off guard, and I knew intellectually, but I hadn't experienced emotionally, was um, in the story, Mordecai and the Hebrew people and Esther were quoting scripture from the Psalms as um, comfort, as... um, a reminder that God is with them, that God is in control, that God is their refuge, and to hear it being voiced in another in a storyland that storyline that you also read about in the Bible was just like they they had this. You think of scripture bringing comfort to yourself, mm-hmm. but to think of people throughout the centuries have been comforted by the same words. Mm-hmm that are inspired by God and given to us and it's kind of like Walt said he can't go through the Holy Land without thinking and correlating the places that he's stepped and the what he's reading in his scripture and I can't wait to experience that for myself
1: so I am super excited for you I can't wait for you to get to experience that I'm very jealous there's there's definitely some jealousy there but I'm mostly excited for you Uh, who can join this trip
0: anyone can join this trip Okay. I would say right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Is there a limit for how many people can join?
2: We have a minimum. We need uh, fifteen people to make this happen. Okay. Um, you know, we're thinking somewhere between that fifteen to twenty-five mark, but that's not our, our limit. So.
1: And this is an. Uh, th- this is specifically. It says Timberlake Christian Church bible land tour so this is for our church our people The a walt uh, and a group has put this tour together and the placing and the pricing of it as well put the tour together to make it available for our church so if you've always thought man i'd love to go and do this now is the perfect time to get in it's going to be a great uh time of the year to go uh it's not going to be like scorching hot and you know terrible the whole time Uh, The places that they're gonna go are amazing and it's something for you to consider. So if you have been interested or a desire within you has been stirring to go see these places, to go experience this, you need to get on this trip right away. I'm just gonna say it's probably gonna fill up fast. That's all I'm, I don't know if it is going to. I hope so. I think it's gonna fill up fast. So talk to Walt Harper uh, or Mary and they will get you all the information on how to sign up what you'll need ahead of time, uh, pricing, all of those different things, they will help you get it figured out. Uh, Anything else they need to know about the trip?
2: Uh, No, Um, again, it's open to everybody. Um, It does require some walking, Uh, especially in around Jerusalem, that walking gets a little bit more extensive. So um, it's a good time as it warms up right now to get out there and enjoy the weather and get yourself ready for such a trip.
1: you're saying practice and get and get going and get in shape so you can go walk all over oh, the, the Israel. Yeah. Absolutely, I love it. Um, and you're going to be the tour guide.
2: I am. Yes.
1: Yeah, yours truly. Yeah. Guy Will you bring your Indiana Jones hat? Uh, he's, got, he's got his digging hat.
2: Yeah. Um, I doubt that I'll bring the hat that I dig in because there's this thing in archaeology: the more protection the hat gives, the goofier that it looks. Yeah. <laughs> and I look pretty goofy in my hat, so. Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't take much to make you look. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, anything else about the trip?
0: No, you we'd love to, to have you come with us. It's it going to be a great time.
1: It's going to be cool. We'll we'll post some information online uh, for you to see and for you to be able to access. But the best way to get information about it is just talk to Walt, talk to Mary, and uh, if you have questions, you could even call the office and we'll get you in touch with them because. It's gonna be a great trip, and it is a, an opportunity. At the last sentence in that um, in that uh, flyer, it says, "Come home with memories that will last for a lifetime," and it does. That sounds very hallmarkish, you know. It sounds like Walt Disney or something, but it is true. Every person I've ever talked to that has gone to Israel, it it it's changed the way they view uh, their faith. It's changed the way they view scripture, and it does. It really does change their. Um, their memories for a lifetime so uh we'd encourage you to participate in it it's gonna be great It will be. okay
0: besides you get to hang out with me and walt and you get to hang out with them <laughs> it's be so much fun oh we didn't
1: say we didn't say how long how long is the trip
0: it's like 10 days
1: it's like a 10-day trip it's okay. like
0: the 20th of december to the 7th of january yeah so
1: yeah you get to celebrate the new year in israel oh, oh wow. wow where are you guys going to be for the new year do we know
0: we will be well
1: Capernaum.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mount uh, Yeah, so We have the sea of, Galilee. sea of Galilee. Is that that's that that's northern, right? That's yeah. 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 Okay. Well, anyway, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, you should join it. We uh we have one last thing to do. We have the blessing of the week I'd like to share with you. That kind of coincides with this. Um, going to Israel and seeing some of these sites is pretty incredible. You get to really see the things that you've read about for a long time. Um, and it it is just adds on to the faith that you already have. This is a, a little book that The Chosen, if you're familiar with the TV show, put together. I'm gonna to talk about this a little bit more on Sunday. This is a, they call it a blended harmony of the gospels. And it's a cool little tool to use if you want to read the story of Jesus straight through but you're confused about where does Matthew change from Mark or Luke or John. Um, Anyway, so I'm going to be reading from this today because I wanted to show you all this. Uh, I'll talk more about it on Sunday. Uh, But there's a section of scripture where uh, scribes and Pharisees come to Jesus and they say this. They said, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Um, I was thinking about this because going to Israel, you might be you might think, I I want to see a sign or I want to experience something. And while it definitely can solidify your faith, it's not the foundation of it. Um, Jesus answered them, An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign from me, but no sign will be given except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jonah was in the belly of a fish three days and three nights, and the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights as well. And he's saying... (coughs) It's better for you, even if you've not seen, to place your faith in me. And at the end of this section, um, he says, it is more blessed to those who hear the word of God and who keep it. And so when we think about our faith and what's at the bedrock of it, at the end of the day, you could go to Israel, you could live there, you could experience all these amazing things and still miss the message of Jesus, that our faith is in him and in his resurrection and what he did on the cross and, and through his resurrection. So our encouragement is sometimes we get, my encouragement to you is sometimes we get in the mindset that I need God to prove something to me before I can believe it. And the reality is he is true and real, whether we you know, see the proof or not. Uh, and it is more blessed to believe in him and what he has done. Um, he is gracious and he certainly gives us signs. He certainly helps us solidify our faith. Uh, but blessed are those who believe the word of God when they hear it, uh, even if they haven't seen all the proofs that they think they need. So there's your encouragement for you uh, this week. Uh, what are the things that you're waiting for God to prove to you that you really need to trust in and believe because he said they are true? Uh, when we trust in him and believe in him with that kind of faith, uh, God will show you how blessed you are uh, and will um, encourage you greatly. All right, that's all I have. Anybody want to add to it?
2: It's wonderful. It's good.
1: Pay you. Later. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. All right, well, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, We hope this has been encouraging to you, and we can't wait to see you next next week on the Ripple Effects Podcast. See you later. Bye.